Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Household debt is on the rise in Canada. There's our headline where we're looking at it. It's our country, but to find out that we have the highest household debt in the G7, well, that's not great. I have some ideas about why, and I think everyone has some ideas on how, how this is going to impact our life. And we know, is this making a precarious situation out of things? I have to just say, you know, I'm covering this and the interest rates going high and so many people being very, very positive. No, you know, the debt to income ratio is great and this and this. And and then now look where we are. Honors, the highest household debt in the G7. Could it have something to do with the fact, I think we also have another honor, the highest housing prices. Wow. Little old Canada. We should be proud. We're going to talk about it. Barry Choi is joining us, a finance expert. Barry, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. I wasn't surprised. Were you? (laughs) Not at all. You know, if anyone's been following the economy since, uh, you could argue, the last recession in 2008, Canadians love debt and just gets greater and greater every single year. Now we've got inflation going up. <laughs> it's shocking for many consumers out there, but for a lot of people who follow the news, it is not a surprise at all. It isn't, but I didn't think that we were different as a country from other countries. Apparently we are. I mean, look at America. <laughs> uh, we thought America's always bigger, bustier, better at all these kind of things. Yeah. I mean, look at them. They've had, uh, you know, they had their jingle mail and the housing crisis in 2008. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that we would beat them in there. Why do you think this is so, Barry? Well, I'm really glad that you brought up, you know, the jingle mail and the 2008 recession. Mm-hmm. So for people who are listening and just aren't familiar with the situation, when that happened, housing prices dropped uh, significantly in the U.S. because uh, obviously people were literally handing back or mailing their keys, hence the term jingle mail. Uh, so, but in Canada, it's really hard to actually default on your home. Uh, and what happened in Canada is, uh, the government actually reduced interest rates so they were super low. So it was actually cheaper to buy homes. Uh, so in the U.S., they're like, you know what? You guys took on too much debt. It's on you now. So they've defaulted. So if you even think about like the last, what's happened again in the last year, right? Even though interest rates are going up, you're not hearing about people defaulting. But what you are seeing in the news is like, oh, people now have 60-year amortizations because the banks are allowing them to do so. Uh, so, you know, what I'm getting at is, in the U.S., a, there's a whole generation that saw their families lose their houses. So the younger people are now like, you know what? I don't want a house or I don't want to buy a house as an investment. It's just a home. So that's really kept prices relatively stable. And, but in Canada, especially in Toronto and Vancouver, a lot of people just see it as an investment and, and the money will, will, values will only continue to go up. So, so it's just a completely different perception that we have up here in Canada. 
It does. Uh, certain, and, and that's very generational. I mean, there's certain people. It's an ATM machine. It goes up and up and up. You you know, all, somehow you grab that house no matter what you have to do. Yeah. And wonderful things will happen to you in the future, future. Magical numbers will be yours. It is really a slap across the face, Barry, if we've been living in a dream world here in Canada. Yeah, you could say that. And to be fair, you know, there are all other factors in playing Canada. You know, clearly we're not building enough homes. Uh, where we're letting in uh, literally hundreds of thousands of immigrants every year, which is great for, for Canada's economy. But at the same time, if we have a short of housing stock, that doesn't really benefit anyone, right? Uh, so, but, you know, go back to your point about living in the dream. Yeah, I do think we're in this fantasy, especially with boomers in Canada who have only seen um, real estate prices go up. You know, my dad bought my, my childhood home for like 200000 in the late 80s. And me trying to explain to him that, yeah, the average cost of a home now is like in Toronto, $1.2 million. And just mm-hmm. he couldn't believe it. He didn't understand. It was like, yeah, you haven't bought a home in literally 40 years. That's why, right? Yeah, it is. We do have the high, highest housing prices as well in the world. That's another honor we have here. Uh, the, the, the challenge is, is everywhere. But here in Canada, we seem to have really dropped the ball, Barry. Um, yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but politics is at play, too. You know, like I was saying in the U.S., basically the government at the time like said, you know what, you guys are kind of on your own. You you spent too much on your homes. You're going to lose it now. And people found alternative ways to live. And that might have been renting. But here in Canada, over the last 15 years or so, every single time the government introduces a new rule that says, hey, we're going to make housing more affordable, it makes things worse. Or even recently, the the Ontario government said, we're going to get rid of rent control to encourage builders to uh, build more homes. Well, that obviously didn't help anything. More homes mm-hmm. weren't being built. Landlords have just increased rent. Exactly. And to be fair, yeah, I don't blame the landlords. They're within their right to do so. And if people are willing to pay more, like, why wouldn't you, right? But, like, y- y- you know, uh, no government will ever make any hard rules in place that will actually decrease the value of homes because they'll get elected out within seconds, right? No, it's true. And, and, and so many governments, and this is everywhere. It's even as soon as I arrived here in Atlanta, Canada, that's what they were talking mm-hmm. about. You know, they're building homes. They're not being like affordable. It's all across the land. It's some kind of a Canadian thing here. But what changes this? Here, here's what worries me, Barry. It seems mm-hmm. that stuff could happen here. Highest household debt. We know you keep referencing, as I have, uh, what happened in America. We're kind of learning as as Canadians. Maybe we're not so different than Americans. We could learn it in this way as well. I think there's a lot of lessons that could be learned, but unfortunately right now there's too many outs for us. Uh, You know, you mentioned using your home as as an ATM, 100%. You know, you can get a HELOC. It's interest payment only. So, you know, people who bought 10 years ago, they feel like they've made out like bandits. But if you're just constantly borrowing from your home, it doesn't matter if your home's worth a million plus or whatever. You're still borrowing from it nonstop. Or like I was saying recently with mortgages, now people can take amortizations longer. But eventually when they renew, they're going to have to come up with the cash. Uh, So it's just a really interesting time. Um, in Canada, and understandably, the government doesn't want anyone to default. Banks don't want to be homeowners. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this it, is too much of a hassle for them. But you, you know, when the total debt levels of Canadians exceeds their GDP, something's got to be done. And right now, we're not seeing it from consumers or from the government. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.